0: This is Nicole. This is Daniel. And it's Gene. And this is a podcast
1: <laughs> to magically disappoint your parents. Wow. Wow. Ooh, you know, you know um, we weren't
0: sure if you uh, froze there for a second. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs>
1: Y'all, I have actually three laptops right now, and Koi's like, "Do you work for like the NSA?" And it's like, because they're all like for three different purposes in terms of uh, things I have to do tonight. So thank you for my fake pause here. It was just me <laughs> in my <laughs> and it's post so funny you, Because it's like, oh, we don't need to practice. We'll just we'll just go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> wow, been living on the edge lately. Thanks, y'all.
0: Um, let's talk about announcements. So, um, according okay. to our, yeah, so according to our analytics person, who is um <clears throat> Jane Munson, um, about thirty listeners started listening once the episode was dropped, and that just tells us that y'all can't have enough. Yeah, um, we we are a um, world class, top rated. <laughs> Um, Rotten Tomatoes 100% podcast. <laughs> um, wow. W- with that being said, um, we are going to have one more episode. Is it going to be this episode, Gene?
1: No, uh, there's one, one more after, one this, after this. One
0: after this. Okay. So, one more episode after this episode before our uh, summer hiatus because um, sun's out, buns out. Um,
1: when you got thick buns.
0: Yeah, yes. 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 Um, <laughs> But if you want more content, um, and we do have more content, uh, be, uh, make sure that you um, sign up for our Patreon and be our patron. Um, last week, was it last week? Um, mm-hmm. it such a blur. Last week, we made a cooking video um, because, you know, <laughs> podcast is a visual media. Um, yes. And um, if, if y'all want some cooking surprises, um, come on up. We have some rice for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was pretty yummy and it was a it was a bonding experience, uh, learning, it was cultural, it was a uh, it was transformative, it was, it was all those things.
0: A team effort. And um <laughs> Jean Gene learned how to uh, use a garlic press. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so a real so first
0: <laughs> firsts of
2: firsts.
1: Yeah. My hands smell like smell like garlic for a while, and I it really brought me back to like, hey, this is what my ha- mom's hands smelled like growing up. I was like, what does that smell in her hands? So, um, what a moment of garlic. <laughs> to- <laughs> Wait, Nicole, so, what did you,
0: what did you learn about yourself during our um our our, our cooking trial?
2: Oh. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna save that for the Patreon. <laughs> wow,
1: okay. put them on the edge of their seats out here. <laughs>
2: So, and so, also the edge
0: of the screen,
1: the the edge
2: of the plate. <laughs> so that's gonna go out next month. That they'll be out in wow. May. Well, I guess mm. when this hits, it'll already be. <laughs> 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 Time is fake. <laughs> Anyways, is that it for announcements? Yeah, yeah that is. It keep is, it okay. brief. Let's let's do a check in, chickens.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, check in, chickens. Um, I can start. Uh, So was it last week? Two weeks ago was my spring break and I took my car in uh, because the tire pressure light had been on for like a long time. So I was just like, Mm -hmm. let's see what's what's happening there. There, Apparently there was uh, a nail that cut through like the side of it. So it was just like slowly (gasps) leaking air out. So then I was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's like, um, it's a good thing that I'm here. (sighs) And then earlier this week, um, I stopped by a gas station. I was driving home from work. I stopped by a gas station, which mm-hmm. was like a minute away from my apartment. And then I parked and then my tire pressure light came on again. And I'm like, hmm, oh, interesting. So then I check outside one of my tires. It's not the one that was um, that was flat earlier, but one of my mm-hmm. tires was completely deflated and I could see a nail like in it. And I was like, okay, great. So then I called... Well, I freaked out first and then I called my friend Keisha and I was like, do you know how to change a tire? And she goes, girl, call roadside. And I'm like, (laughs) you're right. So I called roadside um, and then uh, the person helped, the technician helped me replace my tire with a donut tire, but then Mm. the the light still kept like stayed on. And I'm like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. So then I brought it back again today to the shop. And it turns out the one that was the one that I replaced with a donut tire plus another one in the back, both had nails, the same direction, the same kind <gasps> of nail. And I'm like, Oh my God. So it's just been a really expensive month and I hate Dang, it.
1: Dang. That's not the kind of spring break anyone wants to
0: yeah. have. Um, And then, um, but what's nice though, is that um, I'm, that like I go to that uh, car shop all the time that they're mm. um, they gave me a deal on tires and then they also gave me a, a service credit so the next time I go there eee. it's free so my like, Um yeah
1: they're the real um, MVPs out here
0: for for real um, <laughs> uh, and then secondly this is kind of on um, on topic for today, which I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep a secret for right now. Um, my mom gave me the silent treatment this week. Um, and get this, she okay. So she was tattletaling about like my younger siblings first, mm-hmm. and then I told her, "Hey, our family just needs to communicate better." Because she was like really really angry oh. and was talking mm-hmm. to me and wants me to talk to my siblings. And I was like, or even talk to your uh, like. You could talk to my brother and my sister yourself because yeah. you're there. Um, yes, yeah. I think part of it too has to do with the fact that she still sees us as like young kids when, in reality, we're like we're all becoming adults. Um, um, so like, whenever like I call my mom, I call her like weekly. Uh, we usually end our calls with like "love you, ingat." Um, mm-hmm. But she just straight up hung up the phone. Damn, Damn! I was oh just like, oh, look what the fuck. Ice so cum. then I was just like, ugh okay so then i just like gave her some space and i called her again um on thursday because that's when her day off is um and then like we were talking like she was a lot more communicative and then i just like told her like the reason why we're very strong-minded and strong-willed is because you're racist not to take shit from anyone so like that's a compliment Mm. to you mom and then she like yeah she was really like she was sobbing i could hear that she was choking on like her words and then she finally said love you ingot e back and I'm like oh my god did I do something right oh my god <laughs> wow you modeled yeah.
1: great coping mechanisms you really you did taught her.
0: Um, so hopefully that um, ingrains into like my mm-hmm. mom and hopefully she learns how to accept the fact that like we are we're adults now we're gonna make decisions yeah. on our own Um. Right. and yeah I cried after that <laughs>
1: yeah that must have extinguished you to be that candid and honest um which I'm sure is very hard for our listeners um I can uh relate in the oh, same time frame that this yeah, occurred <laughs> I think we all have like family
2: yes stories from <laughs> was there... the last time we met
1: but like uh I was gonna say y'all been grown yeah, yeah. yes, <sighs> yes you can't see that I'm dancing but yeah um Proud of, proud of you Daniel. Um, so my check-in uh, wow let's just say I am the still Luddite of our our, our group so I bought a new laptop <laughs> because uh, my old laptop where bruja baddies was born um, it makes an angry penguin sound <laughs> like there an attack of the penguins so can this, you this- uh,
2: for the for the listeners can you please uh, do your best impression of an angry penguin? It was like-
1: Mm. <laughs> I <was> like, mm. <laughs> um so
0: <laughs> then morgan freeman um, so, just has like a documentary voice in the background <laughs> <laughs> it was um, then so yeah, the, that gene needed a new laptop a,
1: yeah the fan was given out and i you know um so uh, that baby's a little bit in retirement so yeah the i just want to say that that's the wear and tear of Y'all can already know virtual teaching showing up on my laptop. It's like we're not we're a casualty in this pandemic. So um we're not gonna make it, which sucks because it was really durable. And if you go to like anywhere else, um it's like buying a car. Like you, you think you're like, oh, this this laptop has all its needs, and it's like, hey, and let's add all these things. And I'm like, no, um, I thought it was only five hundred dollars or whatever. So um, I'm hoping now with my new laptop that I will be finishing my 62-page graphic novel, five yeah. years and counting. We are set to release in July with the crowdfunding campaign launched today, which is May 1st. Um, so yeah, I am just not, I, I would not be opposed to um, up and leaving everything else that I've planned to just get this book off to the world. Um, so yeah, I just, the Guam's ahead of me in the summer, graduate school is ahead of me, but um, this is my first love. And so this is what's taking most of any off time. So I love you book. Anywho, um, in other great art news on my end, um, our friend Dr. Eric Obad has asked that I have two pieces at the Barrick show coming in the fall. And um, spoilers, it will be about hopefully, well, you'll have to find out. So stay tuned on BB. <laughs> oh my
2: God. And it's also like you're enticing locals to come check out your stuff.
1: Yeah, let's meet in person, no catfish. Mm-hmm.
2: But please, still wear a (laughs) mask. Um, Thank you, both of you, for your check-ins. I too had a flat tire. Um, tire Wow! Yeah, like I was on my way out of the house, um, and I even turned around and went back home because I forgot to take my afternoon ADD medicine. and then when I was on the road I felt like there was like a thunk 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 and Mm. then I noticed that the car was like and I was like "Oh (laughs) um so I pulled into I wasn't very far from home but I pulled into a parking lot and my tire was fully flat um I um was gonna try to do it myself like I jacked the car and then I um But then in the end, I just called roadside assistance because that's what we pay them for. But also Mm -hmm. because I um, could not get the lug nuts off the tire. (laughs) And Um. it it was just so, I guess, so funny of like the back and forth in my head that was playing out physically that the I I was parked near like a Metro PCS shack and they were definitely Mm -hmm. laughing at me um Mm -hmm. so uh you know that way I learn. um but and so I was on the way to our second zine workshop at the Hollywood rec centers after school program um Mm -hmm. and so uh Gina uh came by took like supplies and then she went and then I showed up later but um Shout out to those children and these young yeah. people and their skills, and of course, they love Jean so much. <laughs> There's like a riot when uh, you know they f- figure out that Gene's not showing up for the day. Um,
1: wow, I'm so fake.
2: <laughs> no, you you have such a like. Um, it's like people gravitate towards you. You're you're a magnet, um, and so like I'm. This has been such a like learning experience of like patience and how mm-hmm. how like how do I talk to young people um, and I am so envious of their drawing skills because you know now they have like most of them have cell phones so that they could just like reference something really quick and when I had to go to like the fucking library and rent out like an encyclopedia to try to draw something that isn't like in a magazine or something that's very like accessible at at home so like I'm very (laughs) envious of these drawing skills and and also their like openness to gender Mm. and sexuality oh my gosh because um it's like just to you know I it I get the most resistance from other adults when it comes to like affirming Mm -hmm. my pronouns but like Mm -hmm. young people don't care they're like oh Mm -hmm. yeah for sure oh oops sorry I meant I didn't you know I'm sorry Mm -hmm. you say them pronouns and then um Mm -hmm. so like I have so much like uh Like, I think the kids are going to be all right. I mean, I for sure don't want to become a teen again or like (laughs) I would never want to like want to be a teen now. Um, But I think for this contemporary like generation, I think they're going to be okay. I think there's enough of them. They're going to be all right. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess I'll also end my... um, (laughs) My checking was like, <laughs> oh my god! So my dad turned 86 last weekend, um, and so oh. uh, yeah, he he had a surprise <laughs> birthday, but it like was very poorly organized, and was just a a very uh, <laughs> like emotionally draining <laughs> but fulfilling weekend because my two oldest niblets stayed um with me and Heather and I love spending time with them and like we went hiking we ate a lot of food I got them to sit down and make a zine like that was so cool cute. it was very tiring to navigate my sister and mm. it was interesting to watch how my niblets navigate around their mother um, so this is just like generations of um like toxic communication and how like her kids kind of usurped that from her. It's, it's all, it's very interesting, but I think Mm -hmm. it really (laughs) lends to today's topic.
1: Wow. What a segue. (laughs) What a segue. So, um, wow. Um, here we go. How many seasons in? We're going to tackle this today. So um, today's episode is inspired by the many moments I visit my parents after not seeing them for a long time. And they critique me about what I wear or their minute minute things about my life, which is work, marriage, friendships. I ask them, why are you so hard on me? And if I can get past them scoffing or blowing me off, they say, Anoba, it's because I care and love you. I wanted to talk about this on BB because I think after years of in quotations, tough love, I've consciously and subconsciously reacted this way with people in my platonic and intimate circles. My dad never brought my mom flowers or celebrated any occasion with her really romantically. Mm-hmm. And I was taught public display of affection. PDA is a vice. So dating, you know, should occur in your thirties is something that early thirties or even later is what they tell me. So I used to know these, these particular things as hard truths, but now I think it's really bogged down by what emotional intelligence intelligence, and interpersonal relationships mean in the larger scope of my life as a Filipino.
2: Yeah, um, so I, I wanted to kick this off by like, uh, if we can, because Jean, you kind of gave us like an intro of what it's like to be in your household. But is, so is that typically of what love and affection looked like growing up? Um, and like, was it reflected in your... I would say like your earlier friend groups.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for the different households that we have in early friend groups, um, I would say for sure that both of my family and friends are, like love, at a, are loving at a very face value. Um, how that love was expressed in times came with like a very high cost in my nuclear family, right? Mm-hmm. Mother, father, brother. Um, so tough love was a core value um, Sensitivity is frowned upon, and talking about feelings is very, very rare in my family. So I used my neighborhood friendships, like the, the, you know, my peer group, or even like their parents, um, as a place to get my feelings out safely. And I still consider them close family today, despite living in like different countries and states. We always pick up where we left off in those neighborhood friendships. So that's some context to me, um, Nicole, Daniel.
2: Um, you know, I will say that, like, I do have a very similar, uh, relationship with my parents where it's like, you know, I see them once a week ish. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it is like a very, um, comment on my body is going to be how they show me love or concern mm-hmm. for like my health. So, but it's like the, the intention never matches the impact. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. so like tough love is a, a very, um, it's normal in, Mm -hmm. in our family. Um, and that like mental health is just like not a thing. Um, it's Mm -hmm. very like survivalist mentality. Yes. Good word. Um, and so I will say that like my friend groups are the places where, um, like growing up where I, I also felt the, the most honest, so mm-hmm. like back then it would be like my church friends growing up and some of my school yes. friends. So like they would, they, like, I could give my whole self, um, I could show up as my whole self in these, uh, friend groups and not really get that like reaction mm-hmm. of like a, an Asian parent or a Filipino parent,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, it was like a, like a get over it type thing. Um, and then, you know, over the years, like who my closest friends were changed as I, as I changed, but Um, yeah, we're just, we, I I guess, uh, I don't want to go into the second, uh, question, Mm -hmm. but very similar as jeans.
1: Mm Yeah. I'll say probably where we get along. (laughs)
0: Probably. Um, I would say, I would say very similar to you both as well. Um, especially when you talked about how, like, you know, whenever, you know, like whenever you see your parents, they go straight for like how you look. Um, yeah. now, now that I think about it too, like sometimes my mom would be like, oh, like instead of saying, like, instead of saying, oh, you look good today, you say like, oh, you mm-hmm. look fat today. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, right. And then like, I would say that uh, affection would be very, very like distant mm-hmm. like, towards my family, like they go in like roundabout ways to say, like to show affection Um, yeah like for example like my dad instead of like asking me how I'm doing or like how am I feeling he asks how's your car wow that is so true like what Um, that is very interesting that is so
1: true though Um,
0: like he shows that he cares but then he doesn't ask about me he asks about things attached to me like how's your job or like how's your car mm-hmm. how are your cats and like ask me <laughs> um so like it wasn't until maybe like i left for college when like my family would like actually express love but even then it's like mm-hmm. pulling teeth um i'll i'll uh one of the questions um i have like a little anecdote about like that um mm-hmm. but similar to you both too like i received and like given lots of affection like with my friends growing up um, and, like, I would spend a lot of time with them because, kind of like what Nicole said, like, I'm able to be my full self with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why they were, like, my parents were very salty or, like, or very yeah. strict that I spent with my, uh, like, they're very strict because I spent time with my friends a lot. Kind of, like, oh, why are you giving more attention over there when, like, you have a family here? And I was, yes, like, well, you're not giving me yes. attention. so. Um, it was a really strange, it was a really strange dynamic.
1: Wow. That is way more common than I realized. Thank you for pointing out a very, like these patterns, these patterns of a conversation. Um, let's ask this next question. Do you recall a time where it's hard to say I love you or show affection, family or friends?
2: LOL. Um, <laughs> I will say that like uh, within the past, like, I don't know, 20 years it that it's been difficult for me to show affection towards my parents. Mm -hmm. Like we can Mm -hmm. say, I love you to each other. Like Jean was saying face value, but it's like, it's like very surface level because I, Mm -hmm. it's not like, like they might love me deeply. And I know like, like if anyone fucks with my parents, like I will, I will fuck people up like on behalf of my parents or like, I'll do it for Jean. I'll, I'll do it for my wife. You know, like (laughs) I'll do it for, um, people who I love. Um, but like, I don't, and I don't know. It's just like love for my, the love that my parents and I have, it's not like transformative for each other. Like, Mm. like there are, there are no healthy boundaries. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's just like, uh, it's surface level. Um, and I think part of that is because my parents don't know that like, non-toxic love exists like I think they've just gone throughout their um 80 plus years on this earth like um experiencing war and trauma Mm -hmm. and like uh gender roles and toxic masculinity and all this stuff that like Mm -hmm. whatever their parents put on to them they put on to me and it's like they turned out okay
0: so like I should
2: be fine but it's like I I'm not fine and um, I I don't know that they have the capacity to really um, like reflect how deep
1: mm-hmm.
2: hurt happens and how it's just been yeah. and how hurt they are because I don't think they know that they're hurt people
1: right?
2: or that they are people who are hurting and that they too hurt other people like it's mm-hmm. this um this uh, a yes it's this cycle yeah. that i don't oh, think they so and if they know it then they are stuffing it <laughs> at yeah. the very depths of a balakvion box to never be open <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah because there's like we do not have deep discussions and i was just even noticing that like when i talked to ria and rainier like we have deep conversations with each other but these are mm-hmm. not conversations that we would have with like our parents or maybe even other um relatives so i um so it is it is hard for me to um show them affection i think the way that they want it um Mm -hmm. but when i was younger we were a very affectionate like physically affectionate family Mm -hmm. and we had no problems hugging or whatever um and that definitely changed once I left home and was like um coming into my queerness that like my definitely my definitely my dad um does not hug me or um like we also used to like like play fight I think I mentioned this before like Uh like he would like give me a noogie or something and it's like I don't I don't fucking do that anymore so like don't even fucking try. <laughs> um but we don't like I don't think he knows that boundary. Um and because I don't know, it's just it's very layered and um it's difficult.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: But yeah. I have no problems. I like I have no problems with telling my friends that I love them. Yeah. And I like I We're don't have people. a problem telling my parents that I love them. It's just that's kind of where it ends it's like
0: yeah okay i love
2: you it's like a
0: verbal statement whereas it's not like a a deep emotional like exclamation
2: i feel that which i think like i kind of have to be at the point of like accepting that that there's Mm -hmm. not going to be like this big uh transformation coming from it because like like I, it didn't happen to me over a course mm-hmm. of like a week. And this is like years of therapy and years of learning uh-huh. from other people how to uh, have like nonviolent communication and shit, so I mean, I'm I'm kind of at peace with that.
1: Kind Woof. of, yeah. Just a lot of work on your on your level generation right now mm-hmm. in this line.
0: Um, Daniel, what about you. Um, I would say that similar to Nicole, when I left home, that's when I kind of like started to kind of like, kind of like what you said, Nicole, like coming into your queerness. Um, when I was in college, I didn't really call my parents often, um, Mm -hmm. because I felt like it was like my time to like really explore myself as an independent person, um, out of the control of like my parents. And also out of the sight of my parents. Um, but when I do like call them, I talk to them for hours. Um, I remember like my sister was probably in like fifth grade. I, I don't know. Um, maybe not fifth grade, but um, but she was young. Um, and then she gave the phone to my dad. And at the end of our mm-hmm. like conversation, he told me he loved me. And like, that was like mm-hmm. literally the first time that I could remember that my dad ever said that to me. Um, mm-hmm. And it felt like time stopped. I was just like, what? Um, But not like, you know, like an outburst of like emotion where like time stops, but kind of just like Mm -hmm. I had an existential crisis. Like I didn't know what that meant. Um, Like what like I love you meant for my dad because he never really like showed affection. Um, And then that made me think about like, do I show affection to my dad? Like, I don't think I did. Um, So like- I responded with like a casual, I love you, because again, like it was like at the very end of like the conversation um, mm-hmm. and like thinking back on it, I mean, like, I know that I appreciated my, you know, like what my dad has done um, and like what like what he's done for me, done for my family. But I know like in that moment, I wasn't sure if I actually loved him.
1: That's a fair assessment. That's a yeah. fair assessment. Um, um, wow
0: but like i think like the, the situ- situation uh got worse too cuz like after after i ended the call my sister st- texted me and said that my dad was crying wow and i was just like i really did not know what wow. i really did not know what that meant um and i think like again coming like like exploring my like sexuality too um and like my independence um, my mom would always say that like she loves me unconditionally, but then there's mm-hmm. always a but. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so then how can you say that you love me for who I am? except like that that like doesn't make any sense. And that's why when my dad and my mom would say like they love me, I always question it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, hard to say I love you, right? or yeah. show affection. Um, and mean I mean, it. Th- and mean it. And um, it's just so interesting from the last question of this one, how it's like, you know, we're, we've, we've lived a few decades and uh, now we're like, oh, <laughs> it's kind of now showing up in our adulthood. Um, yeah. I, it was hard for me to say, I love you to every boy I've ever liked or crushed on, or was deeply attracted to. I could never say I love you or show affection. And I was just like, what is this mental block? And even my friends are like, why do you act this way? And After looking at this question long and hard, I was taught it was weakness and it was like if you show affection, you're Melendet. And so um, (laughs) friends, especially in high school, would always be confused why I hesitated so much because I wasn't shy, but I was just kind of like, I couldn't get through the wall of showing and being loving. So um, yeah, wow, wow, wow. All right. That
2: is... um... I don't know. That's, it's very interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. I guess,
2: uh, because younger Jean was just a different person. (laughs) Yeah. Super.
1: Right. (laughs) Like super. Thanks therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs)
2: Um, so I, I, this is a related, I guess could be considered a second part of that question. Is it easier or harder to express love, uh, to your friends or family or why did we already answer this? sort of this is kind of like layer. but we're uh i guess we're teasing out more
0: of that with this question yes we're unpacking unpacking (laughs) that that bullock buying box of llama um yeah this like i it took a while for me to like think about this uh question um but it's definitely harder for me to express love to my family Um, Mm -hmm. but like certain members of my family, like I'm able to express and show love to like my siblings, like this, like easy. Um, but then like Mm -hmm. when it comes to like my, my parents or my grandparents, it's very difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about this, I thought of like two factors, um, as to why it's harder for, uh, to express love to my family. Um. The first one, like my friends, especially my best friends, we all have something that like brought us closer together and allowed us, uh, and like provided a space to express love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all kind of like, you know, like we're all high schoolers. We're, we talk about like our crushes. We, you know, like we went on like this trip together. Like we did this competition together. So there's something that like brought us close together. Um, whereas in like, you know, like in your family, you're just in the family. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And then also like my the second factor like things that my family did I took for granted or I just didn't bother like thinking about. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was young, so I didn't really like think about like you know the the intricacies of like what they have done or what they are doing. Um, I also grew up in a family in which men don't really express their emotions, so I kind of just mm. took that as like the norm. Um, Uh, And like also being like a cancer, um, and like the the firstborn, so that was like difficult because I and also being gay, like there were so many things that like I had things against me and like a family that was very emotionally distant. Um, Wow. And um, and then okay, I said two factors, but there's like five million factors that I've just like been talking about. (laughs) Um, Fair enough. the, The women in my family too were more open to having we're open to having me have like an emotional capacity, but even then they were kind of just like tone it down yeah. because they see my, my sensitivity or like being emotional as like gay.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: And wow. then I'm like, but like, literally like I am though, like white.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I do remember, um, I do remember this one time I got into a car accident when I was in 10th grade. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I got into a car accident and that was like the one moment where they, where my mom and my dad did show affection and ask me like how I was doing. Um, But then literally the next day, like, again, like I get that, like I crashed the car and like they had to like replace the bumper, but like no one got Mm -hmm. hurt, thankfully. But yeah, the next day, like all that affection disappeared.
1: So quick. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. Zero to a hundred.
0: So then that just um, made me like, just close up.
1: But that's like, I don't know. Like we both live regionally different and so much is, this is the same. We're even a little bit different in age. Like, um, yeah, when you talk about your dad and the masculinity point, like, I'm like, man, there should be a study on men in that generation. Like I just have so many unanswered questions. Um. Yeah. uh, For me, uh, wow. Sometimes I'm like, did I really fucking make this out? Because this question is so hard. So like in high school, it was a thing to be like hugged a lot. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. we're a small school, we're very affectionate. And I always felt so squeamish because at home, um, it's like really silly to lean into emotions because even when I took that hugging home, like during in high school, like they'd be like, you know, they get like weird about it. So I always found myself saying, I love you to um, my family with a lot more freedom than them. Um, even it kind of annoyed them because, you know, they just love to repress those emotions or they just maybe didn't have the time for that type of emotional labor for me. I don't know. Um, so when I say it, it just like really falls flat when they, you know, um, like you were talking earlier, Daniel. And so um, I also say that, like, whenever I leave Guam um, after visiting, it's, like, super emotional for me, and so I'm I'm hoping to do better this year, but, yeah, I'd be, like, so eager to tell my friends I love them, and then when I, like, get on that plane, I, like, feel so scented. I can't pick up the phone to call them. I just, like, mm. I'm, like, I'm in this state of grief, but, like, I've never had grief modeled for me, so I'm just kind of, like, all right, just uh, pack it up, pack it up, like, about five bucks and just you know, just be really weird about it. So um yeah, but I really miss them and I just become a little box. Um so yeah, even though um even though I love love, love in back in the day, like it was so hard to get it out. So you know, this is pre-therapy gene. So um yeah, Nicole.
2: I would like to see what currently in therapy gene would uh do with this. In a zine,
1: Ooh! <laughs> for my next uh, I'll like make a series of zines and make it slap into a graphic novel, like, yeah. Maybe make a mini
2: zine of zines that, yeah, you gotta make because that's what I did, <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> oh, I love your series too.
2: Um, you know, uh, fuck you, Gene, for making us talk about <laughs> love, families, first of all. Um, so um for sure like like I said before it's a it's a lot easier for me to express affection towards like my closer friends because like we all have the same kind of politics we're all like fairly vulnerable with ourselves (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and and with healing work um and that uh this is not the same with like my parents or most Mm -hmm. of my family members but i will say that like when i dropped off ria and rainer at the the airport like of course like we hugged each other i told them i loved them they were like big close long hugs um and um i uh oh i'm gonna cry um so i i think we like to be specific with our parents of like, well, what is affection to you? How do you want me to show you love? Right? Because yeah. like, they don't ask us, and we don't Mm-mm. ask them. Yeah. Oh, I took the tissues out of this room. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the other day, my mom was telling me that my dad, um, that he always thinks about me, and that I'm I'm always mm-hmm. on his mind. But like, I would never know that because he doesn't tell me these things and like he never comes inside my house like he's weird he sits in the car um so like how would I know this and also just the way that he bends backwards for my sister
1: Mm -hmm. is
2: like nothing that I've ever experienced with him like like for sure he you know he raised me um, mm-hmm. I'm going to use quotes cause <laughs> he, he was there uh, and he was not present during my sister's growing up. So I, I understand like we have this weird resentment or they have this weird resentment mm-hmm. towards me. Um, and so I think it's, um, like, and so I think my dad just tolerates it when my sister treats him like garbage because he wasn't Mm -hmm. present in her upbringing. And so I think Mm -hmm. he thinks that like, he can allow that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really fucks me up when he is just like, so happy to see these people who really are just like distantly involved with him and that Mm -hmm. don't, really see the kind of struggle that I see my parents go through like mm-hmm. daily, weekly, monthly. Um, and so, and then when they leave, my dad is just back to being this grumpy old man. Um, wow. And so how would I know that my dad thinks of me like that? Because he doesn't tell me and because like I don't mm. ask him and I have weird Um, like I have my like we have our own shit that we have to work through that I don't know is going to be possible if like we would work through it together but I will have to work on it on my own Um, and so like I don't know where it's going with (laughs) that but just like Um, there is we are at an impasse of how how to um, how to navigate each other and you know, like my parents would laugh if I, Mm -hmm. uh, if I wanted to, um, go into family therapy with them. And like, I know that it's not going to work because they are not going to go to individual therapy. They're not going to go to couples therapy. So Mm -hmm. family therapy is, just not going to work. Um, because they like Jean's parents, like with the scoffing Mm -hmm. and like, like just so flippant, invalidation Mm -hmm. of like hey don't talk about my body that really Mm -hmm. impacts me negative like even if like like I have to remind my mom like you like I know that's like you care about me but like you have to figure out another way to talk to me like to show me how you care about me that's Mm -hmm. not like a comment on how I look because I'm fine with how I look and um like when you, when she talks to me like that, I say it makes me not want to hang out with you. And then she quickly okay. like will take it back, but not not take it back to be like, oh shit, I fucked up. Like, yeah, I should really think about how I talk, but it's more like I fucked up. Um, you know, Nicole's never going to want to spend any time with me.
1: It's like- Right, it's, it's not really an apology. It's yeah. like a, just a dial back yeah yeah yes. um, yeah um permission to speak on how you're feeling uh, oh
2: I'm just uh I hate this <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't yeah. I don't hate it
2: um yeah. it's you know it was a really long weekend and mm-hmm. a therapy session that really centered on um like how I look at myself and value myself based on how mm-hmm how like my parents treat me or even like my relationship with my sister like we don't we don't have a relationship mm-hmm. but i was thinking about a time in my early 20s when i came up to the bay area to like spend some time with them and yeah. you know i was i was looking for uh, like this western idealized version of what a sister should yeah. be like like your confidant like someone who helped you buy clothes and like uh gave you like sex tips or whatever like mm-hmm. this is not something that I'm going to get for my half sisters it's just it's not um mm-hmm. but also like I didn't have the language to like say that
0: mm-hmm. um
2: but it was really and thinking about it now like the only time she wanted to spend time with me was when it centered around an MLM wow honestly Mm -hmm. if it if it wasn't like some fake ass credit card scheme or like some off-brand like grocery business like she did not want to spend time with me and so Mm -hmm. that really like fucked with how I felt like oh I'm not I'm not worthy enough um, to, like, I'm not important enough
0: mm-hmm, to right.
2: just spend time with because I'm not a part of your money-making schemes mm. because that's important to her. Um, which, like, okay, that's important to her, but, like, it's mostly a reflection on, like, what sh- what is important to her and not on how, like, I shouldn't internalize that as, like, I'm not mm-hmm. a worthy person to be around or whatever, like... It it really fucked with, um, yeah, like uh, who I thought of myself, like, and it really fucked with how I thought my my dad saw the four, like the four of us, because like it he's just so he's so happy when they're around, and Mm -hmm. um, it's he's not like that with me, but I'm the one that's like making sure (laughs) shit doesn't go right.
1: There's a cost that being the honest um, offspring. There's such Mm a high cost that we really Um, is exhausting. Yeah, yeah, Um, and it's just like uh, I realize, you know, in relation to some of the stories that we shared, it's just like we are the very few living people in their life that um, don't opt into the performativity, and Mm -hmm. that is the hardest thing for them to face because. There's histories upon their histories of repression and um, just us kind of even t- untying the knot is very scary.
2: Yeah, because that's all they've known is like, yeah, survival, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and here but... we are with the flood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, with some ASM- simple and ASMR. <laughs> A
1: little
2: extra for the um,
1: listeners. <laughs> Daniel, can you bring us to our next question?
0: Yes. Oh, before before we uh before I get there, Nicole, once you um started sharing your story, Miss Cat just came up to me as if she like knew mm-hmm. something was happening.
1: What a familiar as
2: cat people, we know. Mm-hmm. We know they know.
0: Yes. <laughs> they do. Um, so the next question is, does your body physically react to initiating acts of love and or affection?
1: Um, so I'll go. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's like a, a spectrum for me. Sometimes I super squirm away um, or I'm like obsessively like Santa Claus. Like I, you know, I remember that time, like we were watching your cat and I got like Nicole, like a, a teacup with a cat. Like I'm just like, it's not even like December, I'm like, Hey, another, an opportunity, <laughs> another gift. And I was in a meeting and um, one of our leaders was like leaving and I made a zine for him and I wrote a thank you card and he was like, wow, like I get two things. And I was just kind of like, I'm just an affectionate person. And I'm leaning into that now at almost 35. Um, But yeah, I live in these extremes and I'm really trying to now navigate matching energy because um, sometimes I give to people like my brother and dad almost too much.
0: Mm. um, And then
1: I, I end up Coming out of these very small like situations, dramatically hurt. So um, that's that's how uh, my body reacts to this, um, Nicole. Um, like I,
2: I'm, you know, I'm very pre-pandemic. I'm very cool with like hugs and stuff. Um, but it, yeah, it really does depend on who it's coming from and who I'm giving it to I now I'm incorporating more like um consents into it Mm -hmm. like um because like there was a time that I I didn't know that like (laughs) like I don't know it's just like you don't think about these things you just kind of uh think that everybody is huggy Mm -hmm. um especially I would say also like Filipinos, especially, I would say are kind of physically affectionate when it comes to like, you know, we never did the mono, uh, yeah, I mean, in my family, but like, there was always a lot of hugging, uh, mm-hmm. wherever and it was like, it could be like, like, it was nice, because you know, to be touch starved. But also, it's like, you gotta ask for consent, because not like not no. everyone is into that. Um, so i i do uh try to like um incorporate uh like i guess it's not more of a bodily reaction as it is like a mm-hmm. a psychological reaction to mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. sure that uh i ask for consent um but yes. I, and so i will say also with like sexual affections <laughs> is like antidepressants like really fuck with my like libido. Yeah. Um yeah. so it's like yes yeah. I am emotionally not a roller coaster but I'm not really horny either. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. kind of like True. um
2: you got your ups and your downs.
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough. Um for me uh so you know when you you know when you're really sad um, your mouth and cheeks kind of just like pull down instinctively. <laughs> You're just like, and you like, every time you try to like smile back again, it just like droops back down. Um, <laughs> whenever like and I initiate like acts of love uh, and affection towards people that I, I want to show love and affection to, um, that's like what happens. But the opposite, like my like I can't stop smiling. Like, I'm just like, oh my god. Oh my god. I love this person so much. Um, and also, like, it's coupled with, like, an inside shaking feeling between fear and excitement. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, you're scared, but also it's, like, oh, my God, I love it. Um, but, like, when it's, like, people that I am normally not affectionate towards, it's kind of just, like, I'll just, like, be a fly on the wall until mm-hmm. kind of, like, they bring up, like, oh, like, do you want a hug? Or, like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. do you want this? Like, that's when I, like, okay now now that i can now i could pass pass through that threshold and show affection
1: right
2: oh i did remember
0: something about like
2: so uh, i do get a physical reaction like i think it's more so when um other people are like sad like i don't know how to comfort people i'm Mm -hmm. so fucking awkward uh like if someone's distressed i i'm like that alec baldwin um meme when in 30 rock where he's uh he's batting like or he's he's got like a, a broom and he's batting liz lemon's back with it like i don't know yeah. how to comfort people when they are distressed oh. or sad i'm terrible at it so oh, um like like i i love you i don't know how to eh, like
0: yeah fair enough when fair enough. um to comment on that too so like when my students have like an a, a very like down day or like an emotional day and they're like they're crying like they always come to me and I think part of it has to do with the fact that like the library is such a comforting spot um and then there's a couch and I usually just like talk to them see how they're doing um I also feel weird when um when like for example like my students like start crying and I'm like I don't know you well enough for me to like know how to comfort you my initial thought always is to go for laughs so like I'm always just like who who do I gotta fight and like they okay. know it's funny because like I actually won't fight like that person but like they're just like mister no. you're so stupid and I'm like I know <laughs> <laughs> um, um, that's a
1: good way of like like diffusing a little bit of the the initial heaviness of it
0: yeah but it still like shows that affection that like I care about you I want you to be okay
1: mm-hmm Um, Next question is, what are your love languages, if any, Nicole? Oh, so I I took
2: this test recently. So (laughs) I love words of affirmation. Like, um, Um, reassure me, please reassure me that I am smart, that I'm funny, and that mm -hmm. I'm creative because my parents have mostly told me I'm not three of those things. Like, I know Mm -hmm. these things about myself, but I always, I forget that it's true so i do love words
0: of affirmation um, same with me i always like ask my partner i'm just like do you love me am i funny um <laughs> and then, like every day like sometimes like he'll he'll be like on a work like a work trip um and like like we'll be on the phone and i'll be like hey and he goes hey what's up and i'm like do you love me and uh, and he goes yes i love you um with all my heart. And I'm like, how much of your heart? <laughs> <laughs> but like I really just want like words of affirmation. Um, I think this ha- like this kind of morphs into like like for example, like my my teaching coach, like he h- hates um giving like feedback, but then I was like, no, I, I want it. Like that's like oh like that's affirmation that like I'm a good teacher, but here's something that you can. Um I also love physical touch. Like I love hugging people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love also just like holding up my hand to be like, okay, hold me or like touching the (laughs) shoulders. Um, You know, just in case someone needs it.
1: I love that. Um, So mine is access, service and quality time are my is like my top most love language. Um, I love being helped before I know that I need it or that I don't even need to delegate it. So like Um, I love love quiet time in the company of like me and Koi because you know it's always so wild and hectic so I'm just like yes to the siesta on the weekends and Mm -hmm. um yeah like I just if we're just doing nothing and just like like, there's the best feeling um (laughs) it's just the best like I'm like this is you don't you don't you don't even buy me like gold or anything I just want like um (laughs) I just want to be next to you like I remember um my new psychologist uh Dr. Joyce was just kind of like do you have um what's your what's your relationship with abandonment and I was like I just need somebody <laughs> next to me, like studying or just like we're watching a show together I get really sad when Koi falls asleep while we're watching a show like I'm like no <laughs> it's over you know so um I'm all about access service and quality time so um yeah
2: okay so is it like your love language of like how you show love or how you want to sh- show or how you want um, people to show love to you
1: show love to me okay because I, I was oh. going to say like
2: yours is gift giving
1: yeah yeah for <laughs> sure mine is a different but like for I just want I want time with people even even like same time on here is just like yay you know? jeans into cutie <laughs> I am and cuties cute <laughs>
2: Okay, so what happened in the past um, that is like cultural or, or as a Filipino that creates mm-hmm. hesitation or avoidance in loving or being loved? So was there something that happened in the past that I guess you can connect to as like ethnically, culturally Filipino that has impacted um, wanting to receive love or to give love?
1: Fair enough
0: annual? Oh, um, I love this because I really, I've talked to my therapist about this a lot and that helped me work through a lot of these things. Um, so growing up in the Philippines, my dad worked abroad. Um, mm-hmm. So the only instance that I would have, you know, like I would see my dad or like hug my dad was when he would come home, which is very rare. Um, and growing up, uh, my family or my the men in my family um, are very very distant and unemotional, but like mm-hmm. for some reason they're the ones that I look for validation. You know, little gay Daniel was just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, um, I'm I'm a man too, um, and that ended up being that ended up growing into um, daddy issues. Yeah. You know?
1: Um.
0: Uh, and it's, I think it's also like coupled with being raised by like my mom, my aunts, and my gr- grandmother. Um, again, like all of whom love telenovelas, and that's why I'm like, I, I'm the very like. Eh! Um, and also the, uh, have, they have their share of trauma. but they also, because of the gender norms in the in like a Filipino community, um, the concealed mm-hmm. don't feel
1: type mm-hmm.
0: of um, mentality um, was given to me from the from women themselves. So then I have daddy issues. and in a mm-hmm. sense, I also have mommy issues. Um, and I think as an adult that I couldn't trust anyone yeah um and then when I started you know like like dating and stuff and like mm-hmm. and you know hooking up and whatever I always go for like <laughs> the un uh unavailable men mm. which um you know like it hurt but like that was the only thing that like was normal to me. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of going back to like what you both said too about, um, you know, like what sometimes like your parents saying like a backhanded compliment or like an ins- insult advertises, I care about you. Um, mm-hmm. That's the reason why I have like an anxious avoidant attachment.
1: Cause Fair again, much. like I,
0: I, like you're, they're important to me, but I also like can't, like can't trust them because of like things that they say, things that they've done. Um when mm-hmm. I like when I lived on my own and like went to therapy, um I learned to like let those feelings go. Um mm-hmm. and like allow myself to be loved how I want to be loved as I see fit. Even though it was difficult, mm-hmm. um and I'm still working on it. But yeah, all in all daddy issues.
1: Um, so for me, like I love my parents, but they have a discomfort with love that really informs my response to it. So, um, they weren't really affectionate with each other because they had their own set of secrets. That they both carried. you know, my dad being a womanizer, my mom with her queerness. Um, so their commitment to each other wasn't genuine and because that they wanted different things in life and would sometimes just like take it out on mostly me, not really my brother, um, while trying to love us like as their kids. So. Like in general, like I grew up hating love and feeling it was fake. And I feel I like felt fiercely devoted to like the friendship parts of my life. So, you know, looking at us, like if I'm like stepping away from this orbit of the Polarios, right? So the nuclear family as like Catholic Filipinos was like super instilled in them. And so they were loyal to that ideology. Um, but I know like deep down inside at their very core, like. They wanted to experiment outside of those confines, right? And you know, my mom with her queerness and perhaps my dad is polyamorous. I don't know. Um, who knows? He probably didn't have the term. I don't know. Um, so they didn't really have the luxury of self-actualization that I have. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely still recovering um, from that nuclear Filipino Catholic ideology. Nicole? <laughs> um <laughs>
2: I basically, uh, tr- and I don't know if this is like, I, I, feel like it's not solely a Filipino thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I basically just try to show, um, love to others. I, I just try not to emulate what my parents are, <laughs> like how they uh-huh. show love and how right. they how they navigate their marriage. Like I, do the opposite of that because like I recognize that it's not healthy um and (laughs) so basically they're like my my parents are like my guide of what not to do (laughs) so thanks for that um uh but I will say I guess relatedly um I I have a weird and I've mentioned this before on I think on the queer dating episode that like I have a really weird relationship with straight Filipino men um, like enough. when I'm single I have a weird mm-hmm. relationship with them um, and I will also preface this by acknowledging that like I'm not single now <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> as, as a teenager my concept of romantic love was very much informed by like white Hollywood 90s Romantic comedy. So, like, I ah! expect to be swept off my feet yep. and to, to, like, grand gestures. Like, I expected all these things, but it's, like, so fucking fake, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, um, because all these young Filipino men, young... I don't even want to call them men because we were all, like, children
0: at the, at the time. Yeah. Like,
2: because they rejected me, I, like, it really deterred me from pursuing Mm. Filipino men um Mm. like as a young adult even up until like the last time I was on the apps like um I would match with some Pinoy men but they like it would not uh move forward than just Mm. matching um Mm. or just like talking casually like I would never meet up with them or anything like that uh but so that like for sure like I, I maybe that's maybe it has something more to do with like a part of me that is still searching for like wider acceptance from right. I guess more Filipinos it mm-hmm. is tiring to yeah. not be like a model like <laughs> like, it, like it would be like wouldn't it just be so easy if we just if 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 you if what you're looking for is ethnic solidarity mm. amongst like the majority of Filipinos would not it be just so easier to be straight presenting to not mm. have tattoos to not curse when you speak to have like a respectable mm. um profession like it would be so easy right like If I, maybe if I like had the aesthetic of like a car model, maybe more Mm -hmm. Asian men would have Mm -hmm. wanted, who would have wanted me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But instead, I I don't know, like no one wants to date a butch.
1: (laughs) Those are real fair (laughs) assessments. Like, honestly, like, wow, you really taking me back
2: oh god you whatever so um <laughs> and, and they don't get to be on this show <laughs> honestly let me tell you mike from the fourth grade
0: yeah <laughs> um we'll
2: who else don jason <laughs> yeah. okay I, I think my friend uh from my childhood Genevieve Listen, she's like <laughs> her her husband is actually one of the guys i had a huge crush on so, like i'm gonna omit him from that because like yeah it's cool no he turned no hard and feelings
0: <laughs> and Genevieve would be like oh I know him I know him yeah. I know him <laughs> um a lot of our questions were very um I don't want to say negative because they're not negative because we're we're yeah. learning about ourselves but this is kind right. of like a on the other side of like the um the the spectrum who is the best example in your life that taught you a healthy form of love platonic and or romantic
1: Um, So I'm going to go with the romantic example. So before Koi, I was in like really toxic forms of love that often modeled by the machismo womanizer attitude of my dad. And so that's all I knew. And I allowed myself to absorb and consent to like really fat phobic comments made as excuses to never get in a committed relationship with me, right? They'll always be talking to me and they'll never be when I'm like, I like you, I love you. And they're like, you know, (laughs) Um, so after a while, I couldn't even distinguish if someone had a crush on me um, because teasing me is a form of attraction. And that was like a norm in like Mm -hmm. the retrospective love in my family and even in any budding relationships. So it was not until I met Koi who didn't treat me as a fat person to like make me like slightly see that there was more to me than just the size of my body. Um, so it took me, I would even say it even today, it still takes me a long time to trust coy because he was just consistent in his messaging and his non like shame methods for just holding space for me and so for that i'm super grateful and most grateful to me <laughs> way to pay bre- credit to me just for not giving up <laughs>
2: because i really gave up a lot <laughs> you know i i feel like a lot of like this is i i just see a lot of like straight women <laughs> Like just settle for the bare fucking minimum. It's like super. Like you don't have to. Um there was a
1: memo that we're all (laughs) brainwashed.
2: It's like I know the bar is like on another earth, like
1: somewhere (laughs) far
2: away, but like you you don't have to sell for the bare minimum. Um I so uh healthiest forms of love. I will say that my, my core group of friends, my friends that I have from undergrad are really like mm-hmm. my best teachers of non-toxic love because they're so considerate about how we're all collectively like somewhere on this neuro diverse uh, spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so are very considerate of like, of, of that and are so transparent with what needs they have and what boundaries that they have. And so I really try to, um, model my other relationships like them. Um, and, and so like a real shout out to them. And I think I'm also only able, like, we're all able to do this because we're all in therapy. <laughs> we're all mm-hmm. like on, like we're trying to get meds or we're on meds or, or we're really accepting that they're like, we have learning disabilities and are mm-hmm. on our, 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 so like a little bit neurodivergent like it's like the more we accept ourselves like our our whole selves and not try to um change ourselves for some like fucked up capitalistic white supremacist reason that yeah that we're able to like the more that we love ourselves we're able to love each other Mm -hmm. um and so um I that also shows in my marriage eh, um that this is the most disgusting and healthy relationship because we're so we're so gross like we like we will look at each other out of the blue and be like so glad I married you like we're so gross um and that um this is a very healthy um Mm-hmm. This is a very he- healthy relationship partnership. Like I I think it's very like I'm so glad that we go to couples therapy. And you know, mm-hmm. it started off as like just wanting to be able to navigate each other, like when there's a disagreement. Um and it's like we are working through that. Like, and it's now like, how do we become a stronger intimate couple like mm-hmm. i don't know I, this is just it is very helpful that we were both in therapy because i mean i feel bad for my exes because they got like a really fucked up version of me
1: you know? yeah. So, yeah fair enough you know uh, angel like, right
2: we got we got like less we got fucked up versions of each other yeah, <laughs> in a relationship absolutely. so um like there's that episode of uh Abbott Elementary where it's like are you being the best you with this other person I'm not gonna spoil it too much if you haven't (laughs) ditched it so
1: yeah yeah Daniel
0: um for me so I I I hella typed this out really really fast too um and this is the first answer that popped in my head um also as like a preface like my answer is a commentary on like race faith class, sexuality, and how it works in a paradigm of love. So it's very intersectional, but that's another deep dive for another day. Um, (laughs) But the person that um, is the best example of a healthy form of love in my life is my best friend, Gene, um, and his family. Um, Mm. So Gene is from like a well-off military family. We became friends in middle school. Um, he played the saxophone and I played the piano and the jazz band. So like we've been friends because like through music, through our English classes, um, we've always hung out at his place. And I've never really like um, explained this, but we always hung out at his place because I had a ton of shame about my family and my house growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but like his family was like always welcoming and still welcoming now. Like just my past birthday, they called me when I was in, like, California just to, like, say happy birthday to me, and because, wow. like, I haven't been on Facebook in a while, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, they, like, really do, like, love me. Um, right. They ask me, like, when I'll visit, like, their place, because they moved, um, and, like, whenever they hear about, like, you know, like, whatever I'm doing next, they always, like, send me a text message and say, like, like, oh well, congratulations, I support you. Um, like, that whole family just, like, just just loving, loving people, mm-hmm. and I remember like wishing that they were like my parents, which is like a mm-hmm. fucked up thing to say, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and like, I think having parents like his allowed my best friend Gene to be like that same per- person. And um, mm-hmm. like, he's the guy that like I first fell in love with. I would say, um, mm-hmm. I would say that he's my first love. Um, oh my god, is he? I listen? would never. Huh? Did he <laughs> listen? Um I don't know. I really don't. Know. Um so if you are listening Gene, you know that I love you and you know that I've had like a, a like a crush on you in high school but like you know. Um but well, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I I mean I just admitted it and if you if you're listening, I love you Gene. Um but it's like a, a slippery evasive unattainable first love. You know like you know y- y- you know um (laughs) yeah there's a lot of like moments where like gene pulled me out of like a dark place and like me him and and part of that like first unattainable love is like learning to leave love as it is because he's in my life and like i'm extremely happy and extremely indebted to have him in my life and i and Mm -hmm. um from what i learned what i learned from him and his family is the reason why i'm with my partner right now yeah um I'm able to communicate better. Um, I'm able to show love and accept love better um, because of what Gene and his family has has done for me.
1: Yeah! Wow! Shout out to the genes. Um, Gene crew. Last, <laughs> last question before we um, get into Rex. Um, what have we learned from each other in this conversation today?
2: Oh gosh that we have very similar families (laughs) Um, and you pointed out earlier that like we are like different age groups but we have very similar Mm -hmm. um uh somewhere fucked up (laughs) in this Mm -hmm. or like a family dynamic yes we have very similar family dynamics um but that they they, sh- I mean, they impact us a little differently, but they are mm-hmm. very similar in their root, re- which I would say is like in Im- immigration and <laughs> conquest yeah. and, uh, right. patriarchy that we're, I don't know. It's like a, we are different, but we are the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll say, um, so I, I learned two things. I learned that, Healing is a choice um, that we have to do intentionally every day because I mean, we've been living in like at least two decades of like um, generational patterns, mostly painful. um, So that, you know, it's such a practice. And then two, I learned, um, I learned that even though each of us live with a different set of pain, when it comes to like love and intimacy, Um, there was still a place we carved for ourselves to lean into um, acts of love. So I'm just so proud of us.
0: (laughs) Um, For me, for some reason, like this whole like episode, I was just thinking about like what a, um, what's her name? Um, Oh, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, she won um, Drag Race. Uh, oh my gosh, okay, I have to Google her name. I can't remember her name, um, but she is like the first trans winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, oh, Sonique, Kylie Sonique Love. Um, in one of her episodes, she mentioned somewhere along the lines of, don't let your hurt kid self make adult decisions. Whoa. And like that's like the 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 line that that was just like playing over and over and over in my head when, um, when we were talking about this, and also when we when uh, when we we're filling this out, I was just like, yeah, we we have experienced a lot of hurt and we've experienced a lot of pain, um, but that doesn't mean that like that pain should. Uh, not necessarily inform our um, our decisions, because it should, but like, that shouldn't be like the reason why we should continue, you know, like, creating pain for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't let your hurt kid self make adult decisions for you.
1: I love that. Um, thanks for that. Just a powerful quote. Um, let's go into racks, my friends. What's good, Nicole?
2: So uh, like I said, we just binged a bunch of TV when me and Ray <laughs> were here. Um, and so we watched Minx, which is on HBO Max. It's mm-hmm. um, like Mad Men, but with porn. <laughs> so I, I won't, I mean, it is very white, but um, it's it was very, and very straight. So it was, uh, well, there's a little bit of queerness in there. I'll let y'all watch mm-hmm. it. Um, so if you've got the HBO Max or, or a login, I suggest y'all watch it. It's very, it's short. They're like 30 minute episodes and we watched it in, in an afternoon. But there is full Ooh. frontal nudity. Um, so Hot. maybe yeah. maybe not safe for <laughs> nanai. Oh yeah, they show like <laughs> like pussy out and like wow. hard schlongs. So Ooh. y'all been warned. Um, and <laughs> uh, so I, my other second request. Ooh. I haven't watched it yet, but <laughs> I did read the book a long time ago. Um, Under the Banner of Heaven is on Hulu. It just dropped. Um, and it's about these Mormon murders that happened mm-hmm. in Utah in the, I want to say in the late 90s or early 2000s. Um, but there is an episode directed by Isabel Sandoval, if y'all remember from okay. Lingua Franca. So this series is really like the intersection of uh, like, content that I love, which is, you mm-hmm. know, my, my Mormon upbringing, I love to watch something about a, a murderous Mormon, or like, just mm-hmm. some truth telling about the church, um, and mm-hmm. queer Filipino content creators, like, this is really, like, m- both my nerd shit coming together, mm-hmm. um, so watch out for um, Isabel's episode. Um, and third recommendation is the A4Zine Club at UNLV. Uh, they're a student organization in partnership with the Marjorie Barrick Museum and, of Art and the Las Vegas Zine Library. Um, and I walked in, I dropped into their event today on campus and they had such a huge turnout. I am tickled pink. <laughs> of like just how much zening is being done these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to them if you're at UNLV, um, I suggest checking them out and um, getting your zine on.
1: Daniel?
0: Um, yes, uh, I also have been binging a lot. Um, so the Netflix show, Bridgerton. <laughs> I know it's like cringy but like I love it I love it um it's like this generation's like telenovelas um but it's also like maybe first definitely first season not safe for work like something that I wouldn't want my mom watching but I would love watching (laughs) by myself holla um uh, I just love that how like Shonda Rhimes made casting choices that reflected England's diversity mm-hmm. given given the fact that like England's very colonial. Um, but like, uh, like this season, a sec- the second season had um, from the book, it was supposed to be like uh, a white dude and a white girl, but then mm-hmm. they changed the female lead um, to an Indian, a British Indian person. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, we like that. Um, so I like Bridgerton. I haven't read the books. I don't think I want to. Um,
2: <laughs> Wait. Well. So is it like is it Downton with brown people in it? <laughs> is that what this um, is, or
0: like Pride no. and Prejudice with brown people? Uh, it's like Pride and Prejudice with brown people, but like plus sex. Okay. Ooh. I
2: mean, I. See. So it
0: no repression. No
1: repression. Yeah. It yeah.
0: is very popular. Um, but yeah. I like Bridget. (laughs) Um, uh, Speaking of books that I will, uh, I do read. um, I've been reading this book called *I Can't Date Jesus* um, by Michael Arsenault. Um, It's a collection of essays by a gay black author. He's from Texas, but he lives in New York now. Um, It's hilarious and very vulnerable about the intersections of like gender, race, class, sexuality, and faith. Um, And here's here's the prologue. And I knew that this was the book that I was going to read. Um, So it starts off with. Once an old high school classmate told me at the Papa Do's off of 610 in Houston that I would end up working at a Burger King because I had majored in journalism. The, this book is dedicated to dummies like that who don't know what to shut the hell up. Also, pay past food workers livable wages. And I'm like, yes, I love I love the redirect. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then lastly, dark, cho- dark chocolate covered almonds. The end. I love them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Nicole um, or sorry, Jean.
1: <laughs> um, so my Rex is number one, um, check out All Things Be podcast, um by Brenda Cruz Gomez and I always joke Gomez Cruz. <laughs> um really good friend of mine, but also just does really good um topical stuff about feminism and hip hop and just just really good Brenda Cruz Gomez? just really well- Brenda yeah. Cruz. Yeah, I did
2: research with her. I did.
1: Yes, you did. Um, she does. Uh, like, it's like if NPR paid more attention to hip hop culture. Um, so it's and 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 there's a little bit of her stand up in it. So um, give it a shot. It's really good. Um, number two, tarot card readings. You know, I think there's different ways of, um healing and figuring yourself out. And if you are still hesitant on the therapy thing, I think just a a round of tarot card readings might be um, another avenue you could check out um, because then you get to see things like introspectively about yourself. Um, So yeah, check out tarot card readings um, where you can find them. Um, And number three, wow, how miraculous. So on May 1st, which is today when this uh, episode airs, uh, my campaign for Kickstarter, uh, the graphic novel Stretch Marks is launching through the 14th. Um, the link, the short link is bit.ly backslash gene So S-T-R-E-T-C-H-M gene. So my name. So um, we'll put that in the show notes. You'll probably be seeing it on our socials. Um, so that's the last rec for me. Is that a forward slash? Ooh, forward slash whoopsies don't know my total my slides. um wow we already on a terrible foot here um so i just want to say mahal kita to my co-host today oh gross <laughs> <laughs> um so this is jean and this is daniel
2: and this is nicole and this is a Penai podcast to magically tell you
0: we love you <laughs> Aww, mahal kita mahal kita <laughs>